Day Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. But I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Cause I'll have the only one there is around. So the very next day when I punched in with my big lunchbox and with help from my friend, I left that day with a lunchbox. I've been pretty good at keeping track of Kenny, although I've lost track. I think think he's in town i don't think he has traveled of late he had been to texas he'd been to florida but i really don't know where in the world is kenny wallace let's just go the greater imperial arnold area at a neighborhood lunch spot yes you know what's funny i think we've talked about this before but when i grew up as a kid i always told everybody i grew up in arnold missouri but come to find out my address back in the day was maxville now they've got rid of Maxville. That don't exist. So it's I, I say Arnold, Missouri. My address is Imperial. But yes, we are. Uh, I was just on the phone with David Strimmy because the car that I raced in Florida it uh, it went bad on me. Long story. It got bent at the Dome race in St. Louis because that track was really rough. So I'm tired of driving. So I got a company. You can hire these companies. They run all around the United States, and they just pick a car up for you, and they can bring it to you. You know, like old classic cars, right? So if you if you need a classic car picked up, they can pick it up and deliver it. So, uh, so that's what I was just doing, getting my race car delivered back to Arnold, Missouri. Well, Kenny, you mentioned you said you grew up in Arnold, but it was actually Maxville. This always bothers me when you're checking out, let's say, an address or a property. And it says unincorporated. Are we too lazy to even name a little town now? Come on. And what does unincorporated mean? I only went one through twelve. Does that mean there's no gas station there? Yeah, I don't what? get it. I don't get it at all. <laughs> I think it means they don't plow the roads. Hey, boy, that's true. Hey, you know the way my my brain works. I, I'm I'm totally off the charts. So, how about the old GPSs? Right? We, me and Buddha were talking about that. It, it, you know, like. <laughs> Five, eight years ago, the, the first GPS is, you know, you put in the address, and it would say, make a left here, and it would be a gravel road. It's like, I can't do that. <laughs> Sometimes the old GPSs were, would tell you to go where you, you know you shouldn't go. Buddha tells me, and this story is legendary, the great Kenny Schrader. Everybody knows Kenny Schrader. So in the original GPS days, Schrader's driving his big truck and trailer, big, big one. It says, make a left. And Schrader made a left and drove straight into a farm field, literally the, the true <laughs> story, and buried the truck and trailer and got it stuck. So, <laughs> maybe unincorporated, uh, Charlie, maybe, maybe that means you're, you know, you're in the country and you're, you're at your own risk. <laughs> so coming out of Sunday in Vegas, it was on Fox, Joey Logano yep. in the Pennzoil car wins the Pennzoil race. Yep. They said for the Penske team, that's a huge race. Logano wins, and then a lot of negativity, and I guess Logano said, I'm sick of all the trolls. What else was negative? I mean, a lot of NASCAR, the coverage, and what we have talked about in the last year or so is there is negativity as associated with things. What what came out of Sunday? Did I miss something? Was there a moment that people were harping on? 
listen, he, let me tell you something. There is absolutely nothing wrong with NASCAR right now. It is on the road to recovery. This is a great year. It's perfect. Here's the bottom line. It's hard, it's hard for people to quit complaining and moaning. It has become a new fad. You know, me and Buddha, we, we were sitting here in the shop saying, you know, what, why wasn't this happening years ago? We just didn't have a social media. It's too easy for all of us, including me, except I don't ever complain. I'm a lover. I spread positivity. <laughs> People just can't help themselves anymore. So there was a time that NASCAR, you know, needed some work done. No different than anybody or anything. And, and you know, we're not paying enough attention to the positive people. So, for instance, I, I have blocked about 425 people on my Twitter account. So I don't see, I don't see that anymore. So on, on my Twitter account, I don't see negativity anymore. So these people in NASCAR, they haven't, they're just letting people talk freely. Well, most of the things they're seeing are just trolls, people that, people that had a rough life when they were a child. They, they want negativity. They like negativity. So, so really, Martin, there's nothing wrong. It was a great race. Uh, Fox has really upped their game. The TV coverage was perfect. And um, so w- when they got to him, uh, well, here, they got this new fad going on. That is new. Uh, they're going, was this a good race or a bad race? I'm like, well, that's stupid. Because I, I've gone to Cardinal games my whole life where we win 10 to nothing, and I think it's a perfect game. So... <laughs> It's, it's the eye of the beholder. So it was a great race, but, but now all the media people, it, some of our closest media people, like Jeff Gluck is a good guy, but Jeff is posting things like this. Was Sunday's NASCAR race good or bad? And I say, when did we start judging games? It's, it's like me and you saying, boy, the Blues won four to nothing. It was horrible. Never, nobody ever said that. You know, if we were leading forward another, we all drank some beer and ate some peanuts. So <laughs> we, we got to straighten people out. This whole judgment deal now is just dumb, stupid, ridiculous. And, and everybody's got to get off that crap. It's really starting to whack me off. So uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't like that. So there's nothing wrong, Martin, with NASCAR right now. It's the people. We got to get the people you know, just we got to we got to train them to that whatever happened in their childhood, they need to let it go, and, and that's the whole truth. Kenny, I agree with you a hundred percent, and I feel like we in the media do this. We'll read the text line or on TV, we'll show that mean or complaining tweet. I think there are a lot of people that love a race or love a game; they just don't comment about it. But what I was saying was, you have this fringe minority, but we will show their tweet, we'll read their text. But if you had a crazy person who was out in front of a store acting nuts, you would say, that person's nuts. I'm not going to take anything they say seriously, but we kind of take the nuts people on social media and we amplify it. I am the king of social media. There's nobody better than me. I win at everything on social media. And I'm really good (laughs) at psychology, too. So I am bragging on myself right now. I can teach people, and I give motivational speeches to people. Here's the deal. And this is a true story, so I, I don't preach anything. I just tell you true stories. 
I know people that will say to me, hey, did you, did you see what they said about you on social media? I'm like, who? Oh, I don't know, just that person. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? Well, somebody on social media said that you cut a guy off on the dirt track. I'm like, well, who is it? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, how did you see it? They're like, well, you got to follow the people. So here, here's my advice to everybody. Unfollow those people and, and, and pay more attention to the good. Because for some reason, all of us as humans, and I don't know why it is. Listen, I'm guilty too, but, but I've blocked so many of them that I don't see it anymore. We, we will not, listen how stupid we are. We will not respond. We will not respond. Hold on, I got to calm myself down. One second. We Three, will two, not one. respond. I'm going to say it slow so I can hear myself. I'm talking to me. We will not respond to all the good people, but we will respond to the one, one bad post. What the hell is wrong with us? It's us. Don't respond to bad because you know it's bad, it's no good, has no validity, doesn't make sense. And also this, they do not deserve the right to talk like that. They they didn't pay anything. They didn't pay to watch it. They didn't pay anything. So it's not a service. So they lose and I win. Love that. They lose, I win. Tuesdays with Kenny. It's really a spiritual journey as much as it is Charlie and I breaking down who's hot in NASCAR. I mean, we've, we kind of have our picks to click going into – they're in uh, Phoenix this week. Of course, I knew that. And we, yeah. we like certain drivers on that track. But we'll get to that later in the week. I noticed online, too, you were a tire changer at one point, And I've always wondered, the guys on the crew, are they aspiring drivers? Like, in your case, you were working your way up. Are a lot of the guys that are – well, I got the front left tire this year. Next year, I hope to be on the back right tire. I mean, are they all kind of moving on up? Is that Both, the goal? You, you see it all. So like Bobby Labonte, good friend of mine, uh, NASCAR champion, winning race car driver, Bobby Labonte and myself came up identical. We were both fabricators for our brothers, and his brother was Terry Labonte. So me and Bobby were fabricators first, and, and, and we both changed tires. We were involved in the crew. And then we got to be – we were late bloomers. So we didn't, me and Bobby, we didn't start racing until we were – well, hell, I started racing when I was 22. So uh, nowadays, if you're not in a race car by 12, it's too late. You know, it's just a new new thing. But you've got a lot of great drivers that, you know, work in NASCAR, and they're making a hundred, two hundred thousand a year. So here, let me let me say that again. You've got drivers that race, let's say Peebly, Missouri, or Granite. You've got good dirt racers that are working on NASCAR teams, making a hundred, two hundred grand a year. And they also race locally at their racetrack because see, you can make it. You can make a career out of being a crew member. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. Why not? Uh, right. So it's like, well, hell, I can't work at, uh, you know, I can't work at the parts store and make that kind of money. So there, there are good race car drivers that work in NASCAR, but they are not NASCAR drivers. They're good drivers on a local level. So that that happens all day long. You know, just kind of as long as you're in the industry, you know, no different than Willie McGee or Jimmy Edmonds or, or Ozzy Smith down at spring training right now, right? You know, they're not playing, but they're still in the game. All right, here's the last question, and I know I was guilty of this. Uh, I think back in December, my friend, my buddy Lance from Milwaukee, Chuck Sky, because he makes fun of me, 
His dad used to do a lot of dirt racing. He said, my dad would love a shout-out from Kenny. We got that done. How often throughout the course of a year does somebody say, hey, can you record a quick video for my grandma, a quick shout-out? I'm just – and there's a reason we're asking. Every week, and, and, I'm, and I'm not lying, my hand on the Bible. Every single week, uh, and Buddha's standing right next to me right now. People call me all – I mean, I'll go on my Facebook page. When, <laughs> when I book all my appearances, and I do it myself, uh, every appearance I book, the, the number one thing they want from me is a video. And I also just, like you said, have people all the time. They'll say, hey, Herman, my grandma or my mom really loves you. Can you just do a quick video? And I'm a ham. I seek attention anyway. So I'm like, fire your phone up. Hell yeah, I do it all the time. Well, here's the reason I bring it up. There's something called Cameo, and you can get paid. We found that. Look into this. Now, I know you're a lover, not a fighter. You're willing to help, and you love the yep. people. But you can make money yep. off of it. I, I told this story earlier. I was with Isaac Bruce last week. His phone is going bleep, bleep, bleep. He's getting these requests. It's a service called Cameo. Um, who else? Like Juan Pablo Montoya. He's $40. Uh, Helio Castroneves is 50 Helio, yes. Helio. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Rossi is 500 There's There's money to be That's made. I'm just letting you know when you get time, check this out. Cameo. I think it is it Cameo. IO? C-A-M-E-O. It's Cameo like in a movie. Cameo.com. Okay. I like the band. C-A-M-E-O. Checked it out. Could be a revenue stream for the one and only Kenny Wallace. Great to talk to you. Great energy. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, I was wound up today. Hey, good therapy for me. <laughs> do I owe you guys anything? No, we're good. We're good. We're Couple happy beers. to help. Okay. Couple beers. <laughs> okay. Love y'all. Love Don't you, lose. too. There he is. Tuesdays with Kenny. Soon to be brought to you by our friends at Cameo. Schnooks brings you the High School Athlete of the Week. That's something you can vote on online at 590thefan.com. And, of course, they've expanded in uh, the past year, adding the Schnooks 19. In hockey parlance, it's plus 19. Took on some of those shopping saves to make sure there's a Schnooks in your neighborhood. They also deliver. Schnooksdelivers.com. Certified Angus beef. You find that at the butcher department at your neighborhood Schnooks. What else do you need, Chuck? It's all right there under one roof. Find folks at Schnooks. Proud sponsor of this program. Time now for the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I I don't want to do this. I forgot to do this yesterday. I wanted to give someone just a quick shout-out. A person at Starbucks who was kind enough. My wife and I got in really late Sunday night. I didn't get to bed until about 1.30. So I stopped on my way to work to get a coffee. And uh, I have my own, because I'm a hero for the environment. I have my own drinking container. Wow. And I usually I have my own coffee. I'm like, well, congratulations. Too. You, when you use this, <laughs> usually they just give you 10 cents off. So a 220 cup of coffee becomes 210. The guy yesterday at the Starbucks hey, I went thanks, to thanks for doing the math for instead us. gave me uh, the refill price. So the 210 cup of coffee became oh. a 55 cent cup of coffee. And that you. was greatly appreciated. And I feel like it should happen more often because, once again, I'm saving the earth by using this green mug. Let's count. What's her name? Ocasio uh, something Ortez or whatever. You're part of the movement right Juan now. Juan Ocasio. Yeah. yeah. No, not Juan Ocasio. Uh, former Cardinal reliever. Juan uh, Cortez. Ocasio Cortez. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Bringing up carbon footprint, though, if Hoff has a good one, Martin probably has the worst in the history of mankind yeah. because. On any given day, he has seventeen. You have two right now. He has seventeen <laughs> water bottles in his book bag right now. Those are recyclable. I actually heard a story. Matt Offenberg told me that in a third world country, to fill their potholes, 
They're melting down plastic bottles. Are you trying to make yourself feel better? No. And then somebody said you can't do that because when you melt them down, you're hurting the environment. But it was actually a good use of melted plastic to fill bottles. I like that. Also, you have that plastic water bottle. I've tried this with my daughter. You use it as a noisemaker. It scrunches up. It makes a cool noise, and she loves it. Look, either Charlie's daughter plays with it. Or third world countries are using it to fill potholes, or you know, fish dyeing them. Well, one of those three is happening with with your bottled water. Hey, I'm all about helping uh, those potholes in the third Martin's world. Just gonna start bringing them over here and just giving them the chuck. Here, have your daughter play. No, with she only it. needs one. <laughs> did you ask for the discount, or are they just sort of? She gave it to me. I did not ask. I, should I ask for it? I kind of want to ask for it now. Like, <clears throat> helping the environment. environment here you go. You know, <clears throat> hand them the coffee. Practically all go over here. Uh, so USA Today has released their uh, projections. They have a. Six-person panel, they give their, their predictions, and then the aggregate or the average of that becomes their, their projections. In the National League, the following teams are going to finish 89-73. and 73. The Cubs, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Nationals, the Braves. They're all going to they finish. Have five teams finishing 89-73. and 73. The Phillies, they have it 88-74. and 74. The Rockies... 87 and 75. A lot of chaos being projected in the National League this year. I'm going to bet that that doesn't happen. That It'd they be don't, cool if it did. That they won't all end up with 89. I'm going out on a limb. The, here. the American League, unsurprisingly, is a little bit more of a gap between Houston, the haves and the have nots. Red Sox, 98 wins. Yankees, 98 wins. Indians, 93. Red Sox, 95. The Twins, who are forever going to just be there at 83. I've always thought it's kind of dumb to gamble on things like future win totals because halfway through the season, five or six teams are going to go for it and add, yes. and five or six teams are going to literally stop trying to yes. win. And so it's so hard right now to predict that because there's going to be a lot of additions. Look at the Brewers last year. They added an entire bullpen at the trade deadline and a bunch of position players as well. Like, How do you know which teams will go for it. You would think this year, after not making the playoffs for three years, the Cardinals would be one of those teams at the deadline. They better go for it. If Goldie's not signed to an extension and Ozuna's going to be a free agent, they better go for it this year. Um, Baltimore Orioles uh, picked to lose 106 games. In that sounds about right. That's about right. Do they have a manager yet? Yeah, they do. They have filled out their coaching staff. I know that was an issue going into the winter meetings, which normally it's not, but for them it, it, it was a problem. Um... Oh, by the way, on Cameo.com, uh, the ones I was listing was under their um, their featured um, section. So there are some that are significantly cheaper, including you can get animal shout-outs. Like Martin, let's just say, for example, Kim is a big fan of Piglet, the deaf, blind, pink puppy. Uh, for $20, you can get a shout-out from said hairless, sightless, hearingless dog. We might have to buy it just to hear. <laughs> what does that sound like? It's more of a visual. Uh, Bruno Mars, the Chihuahua, is a cheaper ten dollars. Or Paris, the Mini Pig. This is a $10. sign of the apocalypse. This might be. But look, here's here's where you make all your money. You get somebody who's really good at doing voices. Michael Winslow, police academy. You get a Michael Winslow or a Frank Caliendo who can really do other people's voices. You charge a quarter or half the price, and it probably sounds very close to the actual celebrity. Is Caliendo on there? Because you could call and tailor and say, oh, I, need a, I need a John a Madden on my voicemail. I need a De Niro on my voicemail. Frank Caliendo is not. 
Uh, I'm sure he does something. He similar. probably already has, a, he, he has his own website, doesn't right. he? He doesn't yeah. need Cameo to do it. Yeah. There, there's Frank Caliendo. Madden's probably his top top earner. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. What was the celebrity death that saddened you the most? A lot of people, because you mentioned Dave Matter is a big Beverly Hills 90210 fan. So obviously the death of Luke Perry would sadden him a little bit. Like, I was sad when Robin Williams died. Growing up in the 90s, Mrs. Doubtfire, Aladdin. And I guess the younger, the more tragic. So Rammer? like when Johnny Rammer Cash died, I was Mary upset. Tyler Rammer Mary Tyler Moore, a very sad recent when addition. Mary Tyler Moore passed away. Tom Petty? Yeah. yeah. Too young. Avicii, way too young. Yeah, you were well, sad I think we that announced day. it on the show. It, yeah. It's a, it's a little lower key, but when Harris Whittles, who was a comedy writer on like Parks and Rec and, the, and, oh, and a couple yeah. of other shows, yeah. when he died... Um, that was really sad because you you also found out he had like five things like ready to be produced and made and none of them got and they all kind of fell like, apart. Because I'm on the record as saying that the saddest day on on Twitter is going to be or the weirdest day on Twitter is going to be the day Bruce Springsteen dies because you're going to see a lot of uh, also when Rammer passes away, which isn't for many many years. Jeez. But he was born into himself. But when Bruce Whoa. Springsteen dies, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of sports uh, media members yes. tweeting out a lot of weird stuff. I remember when rounding um, their garments. Well, who was the saxophonist who passed away? Clarence um, Clemens. Clarence Clemens when he passed away. That was a lot of sports media members were very sad. I was on the air in the old days. Charlie I did a news show back in the day, but it wasn't Never. really about me. It, it was, was called a, the Martin Kilquin show. Right, but it was Martin an ensemble Hour. show. Yeah. And on Kinda the air we find out show when you're the only one mentioned. Find out that Donna Summer had died. Oh. Which, you know, sad, you know, did the disco and all. And as I'm reading a little blurb about Donna Summer, it just so happened we had Bob Costas on hold. We're like, all right, let's get to it. Bob's been waiting. And he said, whoa, I am hearing for the first time about the death of Donna Summer. I saw her two months ago at a party at Studio 54, some reunion special or whatever. And he said, this is really upsetting. I'm like, okay, well, gather yourself. We got about 20 minutes to fill here. We got that. (laughs) No, I was I was legit sad when Tom Petty passed away. I always wanted to see him in concert. Never got the chance. Wish I would have now. Avicii again, very young, tragic. And then if you watch the documentary on Netflix and you see how they basically ran this dude all over the yeah. world to do shows as he had all this anxiety and issues with uh, sickness and drugs and alcohol and all that. But I remember a couple of years back, I guess it was, what, three years ago, I was coming back from a wedding. About ready to get in my car and drive home, check Twitter, and the news of Jose Fernandez. Now oh, I had no yeah. I had no real connection to Jose Fernandez except for just liking him as a baseball player and his energy as a pitcher. But a guy that young and again so tragic, I remember looking at that and being like, Oh my God, that is so sad. I think Rammer and I could probably relate the day we heard about Thurman Munson, his plane crashing. Another crazy one was, was Sean Taylor. When he died in a, like a burglary attempt and everything like that, and like, he was 26 years old, he was an athletic freak. That one was crazy. And Oscar Tavares, obviously yeah. tragic. Oh, I feel yeah. like we hadn't got to know him yet, though. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. would have been a great player and probably a great personality, but it happened right after he started playing with the Cardinals, so I don't feel like we had that investment yet in Oscar Tavares, even though it was such a tragic story. And uh, finally, before we wrap, for those fans of the show, I'm a fan of the show. Um, Game of Thrones, the season eight trailer part two was released today by HBO. I'm on the record as saying, and I have lied before about this show. It is the fun show to watch. It is by a wide margin, the worst show to talk about with other people because everyone has, and maybe this changes when the show You're ends. talking about Game of Thrones. Yes. You ever conversations with Game of Thrones are the worst conversations. And maybe this ends when the show ends. 
in May, I believe, at some point. By the end of May, the show will be over. But maybe June. But every... Because Corrector Guy is a big Game of Thrones fan. So they all have like, their own theories. And they all and every conversation yields a lot of yelling and screaming. Because everyone has their own stupid theory about what happens at the end of the show. But it is just a... I've lied. People have asked me, do you like the show? And I've said no. Because I just want to avoid any conversation about it. So you've lied. It. I've lied about watching like the, the show. show. Don't want to talk about yes. it. Yes. Interesting. And maybe this changes when the show ends and we know what happens, but then you get the guy who's read the book and thinks they're better than everyone else, even though they're not. But uh, another go in the book, this happens. Like, no, go away. Everyone who likes Aaron Sorkin stuff and Harry Potter and likes to talk Game of Thrones just needs to be put in a little room together Sorkin's and good. needs to lock the door. Sorkin's good. Next no, topic. Real quick, really. three answers on the person he who romanticized news talk television stations. He's that bad. affected you. Oscar Tavares. JFK Jr. and how about Chris Farley? Yeah, if I I was too young to know about the Farley death, I feel like if if I was older, that would have bothered me. Among Chris Gardner's girlfriend was really like crushed by the passing of um, uh, no, uh, the Nirvana lead singer Kurt uh, Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Apparently, like the year anniversary, every anniversary of his death is a tough day for her. Rather macabre topic, but among the strangest sad deaths, Payne Stewart when his plane. Oh, yeah. And I didn't lose oxygen. I remember they went up high, and it was like traveling across the U.S. Breaking news, and they didn't pressure in the cabin. Yeah, or and they didn't know like where that? the yeah. plane was being was unpiloted, and they didn't know where it would. I think it crashed in North Dakota or something. Yeah, that's the end of the day. Oh, uh, that's a really uh, fun way to end it, guys. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 luck, Rammer. Rammer. Hey, Rammer, take it from here. <laughs> How about this? Here. Cardinals and Philly, zero zero in the third. Flaherty looks good. Fowler looks like he's never swung a bat before. That's oh, concerned. save it for five ninety baseball. And don't forget STL lawyer, the uh, tax yeah, lawyer. Yeah, Mark Milton. If you have any issues with uh, the IRS, go to uh, oldtaxlawyer.com. Yes. Um, Mark Milton works here in Kirkwood, Woodlawn, and Manchester. STLtaxlawyer.com. Once again, choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. Taxis and Martin is upon us and arriving very quickly. So you got to make sure your tax things are in order or else the IRS will get you. Coming up next, it's the Hardline right here on 590 The Fan.